good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever works for you guys when you're listening to this. My name is Arvind and welcome to episode number 15 of the Three Man's Own Podcast, where three men's from Toronto give you the hottest takes on the NBA and of course our hometown team, the Toronto Raptors. It's been a cold week where I'm at, I don't know where, how it's like in Toronto, but I'm freezing over here. There's snow in Saudi Arabia, there's snow in Texas, but if you want to keep yourselves warm with some NBA content, do go follow us on our Instagram page, our handle's at 3 Zone on Instagram, where we got some fun memes, fun clips, all the NBA goody-goody news is up there, so please do go check us out. Let's get right into it, we got the usual squad today, Sal, what's up bro? Yo, how's it going, bro? Actually, you know what? We were just talking earlier, and I was saying how Toronto's a lot warmer than where Arvin's at right now, but you know what? In the last 10 minutes, it's changed a lot, and it is snowing hard here as well, man. Man, it, you should just listen you know to me. It, it feels like February. I like it. I want it to be cold. Uh, but, <laughs> yo, special episode today. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. We, we got a good one for you guys. We got a good one for you every single week, though. You know what I'm saying? We got the goody-goody. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with that word today. I don't know. Anyways, anyways. We, the goody-goody. Anyways, <laughs> Nash, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's up, buddy? I'm having a goody-goody time right now, man. Hey, I'm glad you're having a goody-goody time. It's all about the goody-goody. <laughs> all right, let's get into a goody-goody segment here with the uh, Raptor Zone. All right, and this week we started off against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, surprisingly, we took a big fat L. Uh, what did you guys make of the game? I mean, look. I I think not too long ago I talked about how I felt like Timberwolves are like arguably the worst organization in NBA history. <laughs> so maybe it's just karma for me talking shit about them. <laughs> and they Probably. somehow come back and uh, beat the shit out of us. But, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns just came back recently from his little COVID thing too so obviously they were playing at full strength he had a great game and again I think the theme this whole year has been anytime the Raptors play against a good center that center just feasts on us (laughs) you know and it was the same thing Towns had had his way no rim protection Malik Beasley getting to the rim at will uh man I don't know that was a tough one that's that's one of the ones where you you know you really can't miss these type of games that are a shitty team you should be beating up on these teams and when you lose out on these type of games, especially when you're fighting for a playoff spot, ah, it's tough. It's tough. Kick yourselves on this one. I That's exactly what I have to it, This was one of those games where if we didn't have such a terrible season, we just forget about it and write it off saying, you know what? It's just one of those games where we play bad. That's what happened. It was just one of those games where shit doesn't work out for you. I, I don't think there's a real explanation for it. Kyle Lowry played well in terms of like the statistics, but you know, it, they didn't make timely shots. We took uh, their offense for granted. We didn't play good defense. Obviously, Aaron Baines is struggling. We can't keep up with a big body. Bro, they're struggling, and then there's Aaron Baines, bro. Like, god damn. This guy, it's it's like he can't, he forgot how to play basketball all of a sudden. It's ridiculous, bro. He can't even catch like, a ball I, it, it, It's to the point where he he can't even catch a ball at this point, right? It's like, I, I don't want to I don't want to keep shitting on him, but because it's to the point where I feel bad almost. Yo, Yo, it's it's he's in a rut. He's in a rut, completely in a rut. You guys Father remember time, Stephen man. A. Smith's uh, rant about Kwame Brown? He's got small oh, hands. He can't move his feet. The city of Los Angeles should be celebrating right now. I think that's how Phoenix feels, right? <laughs> like, like I feel like all those things describe Aaron Baines. They should be celebrating that he's gone. They don't have to worry about him. But I mean, yo, I thought he was got a good signing. I was happy with he that was- signing. And- 
What the he hell was happened? great last year, right? Like, I don't know if you guys saw the highlights. It was one game wrong. I think he had like seven, eight threes. And he was he had really, 37 really points. Good. 30, yeah. yeah, 37 points. Like, what the hell? Like, the guy I see playing right now, I'm like, there's no way this guy can score 10 points. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. What I've seen, I've gone on to uh, like Phoenix Suns, like subreddit and stuff. And the player you see playing for the Raptors is a totally different player, mainly because I, over this offseason, he's kind of like, you know, age kicks in. Like, age has definitely kicked in. Like, what happened to Marcus Gasol from our 2019 season to our 2020 season is what happened to Aaron Baines. So, um, is a player tough, option like, the age option kicks in? <laughs> yeah, like when you look it's at like, him, he whoa. looks like he looks like he's in great shape, right? He's he's a physical specimen, but the man like his hands are made out of butter, man. I swear to God, can't do anything, and his IQ just seems off. The, the only thing he's good for right now is setting really, really hard screens, but that's about <laughs> it. Well, the thing is, it's like, I saw him play, uh, if you remember last season, DeAndre Ayton was out with the suspension for like 25 games. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Baines was the guy who stepped in at starting center and did it a really, really good job. That's what got me excited because I'm like, yo, I saw him play about 25 games as a starting center and he did a really good job for the Suns. Yep. They were kind of right there, 9th, 10th, 11th seed in the West. I thought that was impressive. But now, what the hell is this? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> I can't blame um, Masai for making the signing, considering there were no, no, no. Better, really other options there. No. Um, but, like, it's just like when you're signing a guy that's, like, in his 30s, mid-30s, like, you run that risk sometimes. Um, and honestly, to his credit, like, he's been better now than he was at the start of the season. But it's not even, like, I think average production at this point yet. So, I don't know. I, and as our guest uh, said last time coming into the season, um, Turks did mention he's a young guy who had a lot of potential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, he said Aaron maybe... Baines is a young guy who has a lot of potential? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> he said Aaron Baines is young and he has a lot of potential and room to grow. So, hey, maybe Jeez, he's going to get better, right? We're, maybe he's going to get All our credibility is gone when he's on our podcast. <laughs> the, 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 only, the only thing that Aaron Baines is going to grow for is his beard. Is his beard. It's going to get longer, but I don't think his play is going to grow. But hey, man, stop hating on Turks, bro. Yeah, he was a pretty fun guest last time. It was chilling. It was good. He had some good takes. He, th- you know? he thinks Zach Collins is the hottest player in the NBA. I'm just, I'm just gonna stop there. <laughs> all right, all right. No more, no more Turks slander until the next episode. I will not have this. Yeah. Uh, Got it. But overall, I mean, honestly, there, there's not much to say about this game because let's be honest, it's a game we should have won. There's no excuses. It's not like they were on a back to back. Actually, they had extended nope. rest. Their last game was on. Yeah. Thursday or Friday, they had two or three days worth of rest. Yeah. So we like to use that excuse. Hey, they're on a back-to-back as a schedule. Uh, what? No, no excuse there. I mean, uh, and, and then you look at the stat sheet, and it's like Larry played well. Van Viet played well. Norman Powell had a good game. Siakam was de- – I, I, it's just – it was just a bad beat. And, and this is the, these are the type of games that are going to have to change moving forward in the season. If they continue to lose games like this, I mean – the chances of getting into the playoffs get tougher and tougher and tougher. But just well, we never we never know what to expect with the Raptors. They lose to one of the worst mm-hmm. teams in the league, and then the very next game we have a back to back against the Milwaukee Bucks, the reigning East leader from last season, one of the best teams in the league still, the reigning MVP on their team, and they play a completely different game and beat them. And back-to-back mm-hmm. games. I mean, what did you guys make of this? Is this just a fluke? Or or are, do we just have a good matchup there? No, I, I think that the, the the two games against the Bucks it reminded me a lot of when we played Brooklyn. Because against the big teams, we show up on defense. It's that simple, right? 
OG came back and he had a great game, even though the stats the stat sheet doesn't show it. You know, he had a great game defending. He had that crazy layup. He had that backdoor cut pass. I've never seen OG do stuff like this. So it was really exciting to see. But let's say this. Okay, on paper, the Milwaukee Bucks are a great team. Yes, they have the reigning MVP, but they're, they're in a rut right now. They've yeah. lost, their, I think, six straight games, and we kind of caught them in at that downturn. So we beat them, then we beat them again, and now they're six, they lost six in a row. So I think we kind of got lucky with that. Okay, they're kind of in the downturn, but we got to give credit to our team. We played really well. Fred played well the first game. Pa- and you know what? Again, I think Pascal Siakam has more than redeemed himself, man. It's yeah. not even just about the points and 100%. stuff. He has just completely... He, he looks like himself. He's running. He's playing defense. He's all over the court. He's like in passing lanes getting steals. So when we're a good defensive team, we're a hard team to beat regardless of who we play. That's what I think. And that has mm-hmm. to be our identity. And the back-to-back wins were just, a, were just a sample of that. Like Milwaukee couldn't really do anything. Obviously, they're missing Drew Holiday, who's their main point guard. So now they have Chris Middleton trying to do the point guard duties, which is not obviously working well for them. But, you know, I, but I got to ask you guys this. Have you, do you guys think that Giannis has been really passive recently? I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Look, his his stats are still great. He's had a good season. I, I, and I think we were just spot on at the start of the season. I think... The team last year was perfectly built around Giannis, and that included the starters, but also the bench. Mm-hmm. They don't they they messed that up. They messed that dynamic up. Eric Bledsoe worked on this team. He, George he was Hill was really good for them. George Hill, deadly from yeah. three point. Like that team worked, and they had good support coming off the bench. They don't have that anymore. Bryn Forbes was their starting point guard because of yeah. Drew Holiday being out. They don't, they don't have any reinforcements. And this is exactly what we said at the start of the season. They are one injury away from being in complete shambles. They have no depth, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening. You you lose that one piece in the starting lineup, and this team is nothing. And, and that's my biggest concern from them in the playoffs as well. I'm not going to go too overboard with it. They, I like, like Arvin mentioned, they are shorthanded. Drew Holiday is such an important player for this team. Yeah. So I'm not going to blow this out of proportion, say they don't have a chance of coming out of the East. I think they still have a good chance of coming out of the East, but... I, I still think they're a worse team than they were last year. Yeah, I think, uh, like, if you talk to, like, Bucks fans and, like, go on the Reddit, they actually talk about how Brook Lopez is going through kind of a regression now. Like, he's kind of also getting older, too. And obviously his production is way down. Then you'll still have Dante DiVincenzo, who's not doing that great as well. So you have a lot of guys kind of underperforming. Um, and in these two games, like, I don't know if you guys saw, but Chris Middleton was kind of, like, ass. <laughs> like, he was turning it over. He didn't really seem like the player he... He is, right? So, it was weird. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Obviously, the Raptors defensively, there's a lot of pressure there on, like, especially with a ball handler like Middleton who has to run the uh, point a little bit. It's a little tougher for him, but um, I think I'd love to see a matchup where we're all healthy and then they're all healthy. I want to see what they look like with Drew Holiday. I haven't seen that much. He's obviously, Solomon mentioned he's a great player, so I want to see that, but it was really just great considering we were a team that was in the running for Cade Cunningham, like, a couple weeks ago. And we can take on the Bucks and bring them back. <laughs> back. Hey, oh, we're man. we're doing good, man. I'm I'm proud of them for uh, taking the W there. And like Pascal Siakam in the second game was just man, he was awesome. And then Fred VanVleet too, man. He went up one on one against Giannis and had that crazy layup. Like, oh, yo, that's crazy awesome. layup. Yeah. yeah. See, like I like I have Giannis on fantasy, right? So the games I don't watch Giannis, I'm like, oh yeah, Giannis is having a good season. But when I watch him play, like I watched the Raptors game, I watched the game against the Lakers as well where Lakers beat him, and I watched some of these Milwaukee games, 
the thing when I say that Giannis is being passive is that he's not demanding the ball in these late situations. Or he's not being the MVP level. Like, you know what? Get the hell out of the way. Give me the fucking ball. Let me go drive in. Let me go make a play. He's not doing that. And it just, I don't know what it is. He just seems kind of unbothered. Even the losses against us. He he had a good game statistically because he's so lanky. He can get the rebounds, get points. But he wasn't aggressive, you know? Because I think now it's gotten to his head that even if he drives the lane, he can make free throws, right? So I think the psychological aspects of the game are kind of catching up to him where... When you when I watch him, I'm like, bro, you're the reigning MVP. Just demand the ball and just do something with it. Like drive it, kick it, do something. Don't just be a periphery guy. Even even while defending, sometimes he doesn't even guard the best player. So I don't know what's going on with Giannis. I don't know what's going on with that team, but something's really off. Something's really really let me, off. Let me answer your question with a question. Do you think okay. the change <laughs> in Giannis's demeanor and the change in his style of play has anything to do with the extension? I mean, he's locked up the big bag. Um, and, and I think a part of him was like, let me go after the money. I'm not as concerned about winning because if he cared about winning, he could have gone to a team the that joined up with another superstar. Yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. Maybe the Raptors, you know, play for a great organization or That's join up with another superstar. You know, if he really, really wanted to win, he could have done it that way. Instead, he went for the Supermax extension with Milwaukee and he's like, well, I got, I got two, two, what, $250, $228 million or something. So that desire to play at that level, maybe it's not there as much as it was the last two years. Uh, look, I, I don't know. We, we don't know what these guys are thinking, but I think that's something to consider. I mean, he, he secured the bag, so maybe, I maybe. I think it's hard to tell. I would say it's kind of similar to what, like, how LeBron plays in the regular season, right? Like, what does, like, obviously, Bucks have been the first season in the East for two years in a row, and what what has that really meant in the playoffs, right? So I feel like for him, considering that their bench is kind of different, he's ready to like, he knows he's going to put up his whatever, 30, 10, and 8, whatever he does. Uh, but I think he's just kind of trying to see if they can manufacture some offense without him. And when they, obviously when they need him, he will be there and he will put up his points. But it's one of those things where it's like, right, in the playoffs, the teams uh, that they face specifically game plan for Giannis, right? And now it's like, you need the other players to kind of work around that. Um, and I'm being honest, like, I don't think Giannis is a really, really skilled player. Like, what more can you ask him to do? He's not going to go and pull up a jump shot and consistently knock down threes for you in the clutch or anything like that. So Middleton's that guy, and Middleton's been pretty trash against us those past two games. So obviously I think Middleton's a better player than what he showed against us. So I feel like in those scenarios, he's the guy that would get the ball and stuff. But I don't know, Giannis has always been a weird player to me, man. Like, he's athletically gifted, physically gifted, but skill-wise, you could argue Siakam's a more skilled player. Yeah. Who I mean, said I mean, that? Look. Who said that? Kendrick Perkins said that, didn't he not? Perkins, yeah. Perkins tweeted that. Perkins tweeted yeah. that. Perkins said that. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that's a really good point. I, I And I think that could actually be a big part of it. And he's mm-hmm. he's trying to do that whole LeBron thing where, yeah, I'll turn it up in the playoffs. Oh, I don't care yeah. about what seed. Here's the thing. LeBron does earned that season. respect. Yeah. I think LeBron has earned that respect. He has multiple titles. We've seen him do it. Giannis hasn't done shit yet. He doesn't mm-hmm. get to do that. Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph Curry. Those guys can do it if they want to. But you see Steph Curry still going out there, playing his heart out, dropping 30, 40, 50, doesn't matter what to win the games, right? Giannis hasn't earned that level yet. Until you win a title, until you dominate teams in the NBA Finals, you don't get to take games off. So I, And look, that I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that could be something about it. And if that is the case, I would lose a lot of respect for Giannis because I always saw him as such a competitor. And and you don't you're not seeing that this year, 
But bro, man, man can't even hit a free throw right now. Like, air, yeah. man airballs half his shit. I don't know. I feel like he really needs to like develop that part of his game to be more of a complete player. I don't see them winning a title anytime soon if he's still the same player he is now. No, absolutely not. Giannis had to leave, bro. I don't know. I don't know why he like. I understand the money aspect, but if he wanted to grow as a player, he kind of needed to be in a system where I would. I would have loved to see him in Miami, even. You know, have a coach like Eric Spolstra with that group of people. Oh, you think they're gonna let Giannis awesome. coast? You think they were gonna yeah. that group of people would let Giannis coast? Jimmy Butler would be on his ass, bro. It would have been such a fun team to watch. So I don't know. And I don't know. Something's off. Funny to say because Giannis doesn't ever never seem like the guy to coast. You know, like you saw him playing angry Kobe Mamba mentality, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, like he associated that with Giannis. So it's it's weird seeing him that way, and. I th- I think it's the money, man. It, that's the only like, nothing else makes sense besides the money. That's why he chose to resign, and maybe that's why that fire in him. You know, life gets a little when when you get too comfortable, you lose that passion. I say the same thing about Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor's regression, a lot of it is tied. With Who the, the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck so, is that guy? Money money changes people, unfortunately. And it could that's it facts. could be yeah it could be. Uh, well, and we'll never know. We'll never know. But anyways, let's I move on to money the next game. Yep. Money might change you. You just need more of it. <laughs> I know. I just need a lot more of it to change me. Bro, right <laughs> so to wrap up the four-game week, we came up against with a quick rematch with a 7-22 and Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, coming off two wins against one of the top teams in the East, you thought, hey, they're in good momentum. They're going to beat their ass. It was another tough tough and i mean tough game i mean we were down going Listen, into the bro. fourth quarter and wow and we only scored like 60 points or something or 50 points this is a low quarters. scoring this is a low scoring game but yo condolences to my boy utah uh oh, no. rest in peace oh, 1994 no. 2021 i really liked him but bro <laughs> okay you know what you know what i will say this i will say this right Okay, let me just start off by saying that was one of the nastiest posters nastiest I have seen ever. in a while, bro. It that that was like I was I was watching the game, like right before the play happened. I was like on my phone. I was like chilling. I looked up. All I see when I look up is Anthony Davis making that run, and he throws it Anthony down. Edwards. I was literally like, "Yeah, Anthony Edwards." That's what I said, right? You said Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Oh, I said Anthony, Davis. Anthony Edwards, right? <laughs> yeah. So Anthony, like, I saw, as soon as I look up to the TV, I just see you making that run. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" He had that dunk. I literally almost like fell off my chair. I was like, yeah. "Like, did this ha- actually happen?" And the craziest part was he was still going up. Yeah. He was like he like he didn't even dunk with his hand like close to the rim. His head was almost at the rim. That that was insane. And then he just dropped on Utah Watanabe. Yeah, yeah. Was, Wait, hold on, oh hold on, hold on. God, just to summarize first. Just, just to quickly summarize for our listeners, Raptors won 86-81. They were down coming to the fourth quarter. They made a big comeback. They won. Honestly, I don't give a shit. Let's talk about the dunk more. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. that literally was, like, I'm putting it as one of the top five dunks that I've personally seen. You know, it's up there with the Blake Griffin dunks on Perkins. Um, I, I, I love, if you guys remember, the Dwayne Wade dunk on Verja when he ran the whole court and then dunked it on oh, it. Yeah. Like, it's up there, man. Like, I, I, I just sat there this morning while I was... Uh, doing my business in the bathroom and i'm trying to think back it's like what are some of the other amazing dunks that we've seen right and where does this rank like i'm i'm telling you man you had the DeRozan on gobert which was pretty nasty and obviously nasty. it's gobert so it makes it better like it's it's up there it's one of the best dunks i've ever seen i'd it's say insane. like top three man 
That was a top three dunk. Like, from what I've seen, like, I would also... Uh, that one dunk uh, DeRozan did on Boucher. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. In Toronto? That was nasty. Yeah. That, that was, was nasty. nasty. Oh, that was that's, nasty, that's my top five. bro. Yeah. Holy. Also, yeah, I mean... The Vince Carter dunk is always going to be my favorite one. That's always number one for me over that seven-foot tall guy in the Olympics. Oh, the one he jumped over him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was insane. Oh. But I, that's definitely top three, man. Oh. Just the way, like Solomon mentioned, he was still going up. And, bro, like, y- Utah's face is, like, memed forever now, man. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, man. That's, like, oh, I feel bad for him. But, see, this is what I will say. This is what I will say. I will always have respect for a player who contests shots Agreed. than yes, just agree. whack up. I love up. that. I, love I don't that. care. You, you're you on a poster, whatever, but I'd rather have you on a poster than back off and do one of these. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah, like Utah Watanabe, you try it, bro. Respect to you. Like, there's no shame in trying to block a shot, bro. Yeah, you got poster, that's fine. And we won the fucking game. And Anthony Edwards only had seven fucking points. So get that shit out of yeah. here, bro. I just yeah. hope Fuck it doesn't stop him from doing it again. Keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. The one block, you if you get posted five times, but you get that one block, that's helping your team more than it hurts. Keep yeah. doing it. He had the right mentality. Contest as hard as you can. Hey, you, you get a foul, you get posted on, that shit happens, but I just hope that didn't hurt his confidence. You yeah. know, he's, he's a young guy, uh, still trying to fight for his place in the league, so I just hope he, it, it doesn't have an effect on his confidence because this clip is going to be making the rounds for, I, well, honestly, f- like five years from Yo, now, people will be putting this in compilations. <laughs> I wish I wish Baines was the one that got dunked on, so we'd have a reason to release oh, his ass. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, because I actually like Utah Watanabe. It's... Yeah, yeah, it just sucks that happened to him. Baines, Baines only saw that. And he's like, "Fuck that! I ain't doing that shit." Like he's, he always, he's a veteran. He knows. Baines is the type of guy to move away. Yeah, yeah I see. see no, mean, no, no, nah, no, kidding, Sal, kidding, no, kidding, he's not though. <laughs> like the the one thing I loved about Baines, you know how many times Giannis has dunked on him? Giannis <laughs> has dunked on Baines like four times, bro, straight up. But Baines still goes up. That's the Baines I miss. Like the guy who is a tough nose, hard, hard player who. Doesn't matter if he's going to get posterized. He's still going to be there at that time. And that's why I respect Utah Watanabe too, bro. Respect you, man. No problem. No problem. I mean, the way Utah plays is like, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be the guy that's going to get postered a lot. He's always full effort. You know, he's hustling yeah. and shit like that. I love his game. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I'm really curious to see next game how he comes out and plays. I don't want him to be passive or anything like that. That'd suck if that totally, like, destroyed his confidence or something. Yeah, I just feel like we have such a strong locker room that I don't think it's gonna yeah, yeah. really Lowry's affect him. I think like, Lowry, yeah. Freddie's like, man, you know what? Just fuck it. Like we we still got yeah. you. We still won that right. game. And yeah, yeah. see, this is another game where if you look at Pascal's box score, he only had ten points, six assists, and nine rebounds, and he was off. But we don't win this game without Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that fourth quarter in the last four minutes, Pascal had like two blocks, two steals, five deflections. He was all over the floor. All over the floor. Like, Minnesota couldn't even make a move. As soon as Ricky Rubio would set a pick and roll with Carl Anthony Towns, Pascal Siakam's, you know, communicating. The defense on that roll is perfect. Sure, Shout yeah. out to Siakam for this game, bro. For real. Everyone, like, yo, everyone, like, the score was only 86-81. I'm pretty sure that's the lowest scoring game of the year. Like, obviously, everyone didn't Man. play it up to their point. Like, Van Bleed was Brick City. But, hey, yeah. you gotta, like, when it matters most, that's when you care about these players. Right? And Siakam really showed it at the end there. So, yo, yeah. man, I don't care if you missed three game-winning shots. That that really says it all. And, you know, I like yeah. I like guys like that. If you remember, um, one of the players that I always had a lot of respect for is Joel Anthony, the Canadian guy. He was on that Miami championship team. Oh, and yeah, he yeah. used to get dunked on all the time. He used to come off the bench, play the center position. He, w- he was an undersized center. 
but he would he didn't care if he was late no matter what he was gonna do his best to protect the rim no matter who's coming at him and you know he got dunked on a whole bunch but winning teams like guys like that you know because they're making the right play yeah and you and if you go and watch Shaq's highlights you'll notice Shaq never got dunked on a lot because he was the type of guy where if there was a risk of him getting dunked on he cared more about Mm -hmm. his own pride than doing what's right for the team you know so look I just, I just hope he's not too much on like Instagram and reading the comments and all the stuff that people are saying. <laughs> I hope he doesn't, you know, that doesn't bother him too much. And there's, there's literally people tweeting at him and adding him in tweets and is saying, "Bro, leave the NBA, go back to the vet." They're saying all this shit. I just, That's I, I hope, up. yeah, it's so messed up, right? And he should, he should be a, it shouldn't be about him. It should be about Anthony Edwards making a great play in a game where he basically did absolutely nothing else. Literally, nothing actually, else. Yeah, pretty actually, much. I would argue they lost. They're them <laughs> losing is a big part of how bad he was because he chucked yeah. bricks yeah. all game. Mm-hmm. You all know, game. but we won't. So. Unfortunately, that's but not yo, what that's, we're gonna talk about. Honestly, that's the funny part about the NBA as fans. It's like sometimes we have fun at the expense of other players, right? Like Kyrie Irving will say something, we'll be like, "Ah, oh, he's an idiot. He's funny." Blah blah blah. But you know, like there's more to it there, right? So I feel like. Obviously, we joke about it, but I feel like when you're in the NBA, like you got better expect that. That's what the NBA is all about, you know, kind of roasting each other. That that's kind of the element there. Um, but when it when it comes down to like, hey, being racist and saying something against his culture, that's like that's where you draw the line. You're like, okay, that's way too much. And I've seen some of that already. So that's uh, kind yeah, of up. that that's that's the unfortunate thing, right? And again, yeah. that's part of the NBA culture is and, and um, like North American culture is is making fun of other people, making fun of yourself. But it's Europeans talk, yeah. and, and Asians, th- their culture's a lot different. Actually, even when you watch like TV shows or competition shows, the mentality that... Okay, let's talk UFC fighters, right? You look at a guy like Khabib versus Connor. Connor talks a lot mm-hmm. of shit because that's part... He's like, well, it's part of the sport. We just do... You know, no hard feelings. We just say the shit because we say it. Khabib doesn't think that way. You know, they come from a different culture where sport is like an honorable thing. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, Khabib's you know, a fucking robot, though, bro. Like, all he does is fight. Like, that's his life. Like, I yeah, saw him yeah. I saw him trying to train for a fight going upstream in the freezing cold. Freezing like, cold who cold. the fuck are you, dude? Savage, like, dude. Jesus Christ. What? What the bro, fuck? how are you going to talk to a... How are you going to talk shit to a guy? <laughs> what are you going to say to him? Like what are you going to say to him? There's Yo, you suck you at this. Say. You can nothing you can say to him, bro. Like this guy actually like swam against the current. Like, what are you gonna say to this guy? Bro, get a, get head, a jacket, bro. Stay warm. Like, fuck. That, in my head, loser. that's Utah, bro. Utah, you can't get in his head. He's been through too yeah. much, bro. He's a, he's a he's it. a yakuza boss, bro. He's seen worse. Like he's seen like murders and shit. He's fine. He's yeah, fine. Man. Utah, if you want yeah. to redeem yourself, feel free to join the podcast, man. We'll yeah, let's talk about there. it. Let's well, talk we'll about guess, it. Yeah, yeah. Share, you know, share, share. Tell us how you're feeling about it. What's going yeah, on? Man. How are you doing with the newfound fame? <laughs> Yo, he's so famous now. Infamous. People remember yes, his name is, forever. Man. People didn't. He's know infamous, he bro. He's infamous. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> so. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that recently came up, and Draymond Green had some very interesting and very opinionated. Uh, conversation about how the NBA players are being treated by the media and organizations, specifically relating to Draymond. Uh, sorry, not Draymond Green. Sorry, I know how Andre Drummond has been treated after he asked for a trade, being sit out, sat out, and everything. So let's take a quick listen and see what he had to say. And yet, a team can come out and say, "Oh, we want to trade a guy," and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. 
And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. All right. So what do you guys think about that? What do you guys feel? I mean, do you agree with him? Do you disagree with him? Is he kind of out of line? What do you guys think? I love Draymond just because he's always been outspoken. He's been that glue guy on this team. And if anything, my respect level for him after this just went up 10 times more. He has the courage to speak out against this because he's 100% right, bro. Us as fans, us as other players, people in the media, they slay players. Isaiah Thomas played for that Celtics team after his sister died, dropped 50 points for the Celtics, and they trade him, no one bats an eye. But the moment a guy requests a trade, we're all on his ass. He called us all out. And like listening to that, I'm like, you know what, bro? Like We're all hypocrites, <laughs> you know? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we do the same thing. I think we kind of need to look at ourselves and be like, you know what? The organizations need to be held to the same standard too. I think we like the Harden situation. I don't mind if for players asking a trade, just do it with some, do it with some kind of decorum. You know, have some kind of standard. That's all I ask both ways. But the the expectations that players are held to versus what an organization is held to is completely different. At the end of the day, all it all I want is to all I want to see is things to be the same. So the players and the teams are held accountable because teams cannot come out and say, you know what, we're gonna play, we're not, we're gonna trade this guy and just sit him out. But if a player demands a trade, he's forced to like it doesn't make any sense. So shout out to Draymond for that, bro. Very it was a rant, but very well said, very relevant rant for sure. I I hundred percent agree. I think no one should be shaming Draymond for speaking his mind. And look, I I might I have polarizing opinions on this, but the way I look at it is Anyone can do anything, and they should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want to do. If an organization wants to trade a player, they're well within their right, within the contracts that the player has signed, to be able to do that. That's perfectly fine. Cause, and, and at the same time, I think players should be able to demand a trade if they feel like what they signed up for in that contract isn't what they signed up for, right? Both mm-hmm. sides should be able to do whatever the hell they want to do. I think... What, how I like things to be. It's a little different. A player asking for... And here, here's where I have some conflicting opinions, right? I think when a player leaves for free agent, there is no right for the fans or the team to hate on him. Absolutely no right. Because he stayed for the duration of his contract, after which he has no obligation to come back to you. Because he has played. He, he, he did exactly what he signed up to do. There is no obligation to ever re-sign for anything. To me, players leaving in free agency, I have absolutely zero problem. Chris Bosh left us. I don't have anything against him. LeBron leaving Cleveland, he he played the length of his contract. He did what he was supposed to do. I think players asking for a trade, that's a little bit different in that, you know, you said you were going to play for four years and now you want out and we're not going to get the same return back because you're wanting out. It's kind of like how DeMarcus Cousins and the whole Sacramento thing, they didn't get a fair return because they knew that 
they didn't have as much leverage to trade him away. That's what happens, unfortunately, when a star player asks for a trade. So, I, you know, I don't like it as much when players ask for a trade. You know what you got yourself into. And I, that's why I applaud guys like Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal signed an extension, and the team sucks ass, but he says, look, I signed this extension. I signed up for this. I'm going to play this through. I'm not going to demand for a trade. But it is what it is. I think, I think people and teams and <sighs> players should be able to do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, I mean... Only thing I'll add to this is, like, it depends on the situation, right? Like, if a player signs a contract with a competitive team, and then, like, next year they're now un- not competitive anymore, say there's injuries or other co-stars aren't there anymore, then it kind of makes sense, like, with Harden. Like, the Houston Rockets, like, you know, traded away uh, Westbrook for John Wall. You don't know what you're going to get out of him. Team's kind of different. So it's like, hey, you understand why he requested a trade. Um, even the Anthony it's... Davis, right? Anthony Davis was on the Pelicans forever, and they were not competitive. DeMarcus Cousins got injured, whatever. So it's understandable in certain situations. So I feel like if there's a player that, like, Bradley Beal signed his extension, I'm pretty sure when the Wizards weren't even, like, they've never been awesome or great or anything. So it's like he knew yeah. what he signed up for. And they're still, like, you know, bottoming out and doing whatever. Uh, but if there's ever a situation where a player um, is on a shitty team, signs his extension with a shitty team, and they remain shitty, and then he wants out, it's like, yo, that's different. Like, that, you signed up for this, what do you expect to, like, get, just get out of this, like, easily? Like, I don't know. That's where I stand on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like for the Rockets, it was mutually beneficial for both yeah. teams um, to part ways with each other, right? Because instead of letting him walk for nothing, Houston gets some assets back and Harden gets to go to a place where he wants to play. So that situation, it, it's mutually beneficial. So again, I have literally no problems. No one should be mad at that situation. The only thing I hate is the uh, the Vince Carter trade. <laughs> that was See, that is different. Yeah, that that's different because he's a young guy. There was a future here. They, they, they had a decent supporting cast, and yep. he wanted out for selfish reasons. You know, and I didn't and we got like a shitty return. wanted to leave. Yeah, and if you wanted to leave, and the team doesn't want to let you go, you should be able, you, sh- you should be playing out the length of your contract. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, I, I 100% agree. Those are the type of situations I don't like. Same thing with Kyrie yeah. did with the, the Celtics and stuff. But, but you know, there, there's a whole bunch of yeah. uh, we could, examples we, could go we can on share. For, yeah. No, but, but but let me ask you a question. I don't think we've talked about this. Like, So, for example, if a player wants to get traded, right, and he demands a trade, what if he decides to sit out himself? He said, you know what, I don't want to play for this team anymore. He I, don't, I want to sit out. But, but, but an organization, an organization, they, they're, trying to ship, they're trying to shop Andre Drummond, right? Is it okay for them to just sit a player and be like, oh, you're not playing anymore? Because the blame's going to go on the player. I think accountability should be on both sides. Here's saying. That's all I'm like, saying. That's all I'm saying. His... His situation's different, right? Because he's a free agent, right? So by him sitting out, like, he wants to be in a position where he can put up his numbers and get his stats up, right? Get some value, to give some values to his name so a team will pay him what he wants in the offseason. So that's a different situation. And I agree with Arvin. Like, that's that sucks. Like, that shouldn't that be happening. That sucks. Yeah. Especially if you're healthy, you want to play. And like you said, you want to increase your stock. But a team is telling you that you cannot play just because we're looking to trade you? Not right. How the... How, that's not right at all. That's not That's right. Absolutely not right. I think there's two sides of this, right? One side is the team is not allowing you to play. That is absolutely not right. The player should get some sort of compensation for this. At least buy him out so he can go play elsewhere. Because yeah. you are costing him money right now. You're costing him millions Basically. of dollars on a contract yeah. year to not show what he's capable of doing. So you're costing money. But on the other side, if there's a player that's in contract for a team that really wants him to play and he sits out, I think that's just as bad. And like Arvin said, accountability should be on both sides. If if the team is sitting out a player, 
that teams should be compensating him in some way or another. And if a player's sitting out, well, there should be repercussions for sitting out on a contract that you signed for. The same way if you and me don't show up for our job that we're paid to do, I'm not going to get paid anymore. He shouldn't be paid either. So yeah. I, like, I think I think the only fair thing to do is have accountability on both ends. The team should not just be able to sit a player who wants to play just because he you know, can't have him in street clothes. At least put him on the yeah. bench. Do something you gotta, with him. Exactly. You got to feel for Drummond, though, man. Like, considering the Cavs aren't like they're like a whatever team, they're not a great team. And the fact that, you know, he wants all to right. get paid and yeah, they're all right. But the fact that he can't even play on that team, they have to ship his ass out for a center they just got in a trade a couple weeks ago. Right. I feel like his value is probably not that great as it is. I don't know what a team will pay him in the offseason. Um, and this situation just makes it so much worse. So, yeah, sucks to be him right now. We we and, talk about winners and losers of the whole Harden trade. An unforeseen yeah. oh loser of this whole thing has unfortunately been Drummond. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It just sucks to see because he has the stats to do it. He's one of the elite rebounders in the league. And time, this situation, maybe, yeah. Like, Is it all-time? Could be all-time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. One of the best rebounders in all-time. Yeah. One of the, yeah, one of the best rebounders. But I, I just feel like... It's just a sad situation. His value is going to drop further, and I, I just hate to see it. I just hate to see it. So, shout out to Draymond for speaking up for him, bro. Somebody had to. All right, boys. This is the part where I've been waiting for. This, so, there's a special episode. Obviously, the talk of the town right now is all about the All-Star game. Obviously, we've shared our opinion about the All-Star game itself. But, hey, it's happening. We just got to embrace it. And you know for damn sure we're all going to watch it even if we feel like it shouldn't happen or should happen. So you know what? Let's get right into it. Just last night, or about a couple of days ago, they introduced the All-Star Starters. So I thought, hey, now that we have our All-Star Starters, why not do our own All-Star Predictions? All right. So, you know, before we get to our reserves, how about we just go over the All-Star Starters and kind of share our opinions on who we thought should have been there, shouldn't have been there, guys who were snubbed, but... You know, let's let's take this with a grain of salt. We know the All-Star starters are just... It's a popularity contest. It's not mm-hmm. usually who deserves to be in there. I mean, freaking Alice Caruso was in the top 10 for voting. Respect. That's what it is. But Bald to go over it, I'll go over the name. West Bald starters Bamba. first. It's, so our backcourt is Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. Okay, there, there could be some discussion here. I think the one guy who kind of deserves to be in here is Damian Lillard. Maybe over Luka mm, yeah. Doncic. But we're not really too mad at this. I mean, Doncic's numbers are insane. Luka's been killing it the past 10 games. So, yeah, I can't, I can't argue that. Listen, man, I, I feel very strongly about this. I am a big Luka fan, but Lillard is a top five MVP candidate, bro. He Agreed. has been dragging this Portland team, this injury-riddled Portland team, to a decent standing in the conference, bro, in the Western Conference. And he's been hitting game-winner after game-winner, clutch bucket after clutch bucket, he deserves to be a starter, bro. It's like, it has to be Steph and him. D- Doncic's team's terrible. They're absolute trash. And at this point, I take Lillard over Doncic. At this point in the season, give me Lillard over Doncic any day. He's been going off. Lillard's been going off. Hey, look, I, I can't argue that. I- I- for me, Oscar game, I'll get to this again with more detail, but I value winning. I think winning matters. You scoring 30 points on a shitty team does nothing. A lot of players can do that. So winning really matters, and I think Lillard should have been rewarded for winning games, especially with CJ McCollum out, right? Yeah, Doncic yeah, yeah. has been has been great, but the Mavs have been underperforming. 
And and it is what it is. Again, I'm not surprised to see Doncic there. He's such a popular player in the league. He's, he's exciting to watch. Lillard has historically been snubbed over and over and over again. So I'm not surprised to see it. And, but I agree, Arvin. I think I think Lillard should have been there. Let's move on to the front court, though. And I think this one was... It was pretty simple, I think. I don't think we should have any discussion here. This is, of course, the best small forward in the league. So he was always going to have been there. Kawhi Leonard, um, the best center <laughs> in the, the league, thing. arguably. He, he shouldn't have been there. What? Fuck Kawhi. He should have been oh, there. come on like now. Like come on now. Fucking Kawhi. Yo, come on, bro. He Let's be a honest. Chip, man. Show some respect. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't care about him. Let's be honest. I miss him, though. Besides all any <laughs> biases... Kawhi Leonard deserved to be on there. The starting center, I mean, it was absolutely no question. Nikola Jokic is having a fucking baller season. Baller season. But he, he's in, no questions asked. And the last place on that team was LeBron James. And LeBron was always going to get in. So, again, no, I, I don't think we have any debate there, right? That is nope. a unanimous front court selections. This is not exactly related to All-Star, but just because he bought up Nikola Jokic. Uh, shout out to Jamal Murray in his 50-point game. That was one of the most Ooh. insane stat lines I've ever seen. 80% from three, 80% from the field without a single free throw, 50 points. Ridiculous. Correct. Shout out Jamal Murray. Full, I, it was a pure jump shooting 50-pointer. And Jesus I love seeing fuck. those. It's so fun to it watch. Crazy. The bubble Murray right. is back. Let's move on to the East. And again... I'm going to start with the front court because I think the front court was pretty straightforward, unanimous. I don't think we should have any discussion here. It's the second best small forward in the league, Kevin Durant, after Kawhi Leonard, of course. Uh, Giannis, look, we, we kind of talk shit about Giannis, but let's not get it twisted. The dude's averaging some crazy numbers, doing God-tier things for uh, Arvin's fantasy. And my MVP favorite for this year, my own fantasy god, Joel Embiid. At the center position, I mean. Hey, but like, yo, Sal, Sal, can I tell you something? For the last few episodes, this is something that's been in my head, right? You've been like, yo, my Embiid, my guy, Philadelphia. I remember the start where you're like, yo, I don't believe in Philadelphia, bro. I think I've given up on that team. They're never gonna figure out. What do you? Why have you just forgotten that? I need to ask you this, dude. No, 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 no. I, I look, I, I've, I've admitted to things I have misspoke about, such as the Indiana Pacers, and. I think we all kind of felt that for Philadelphia to work, one of those guys had to leave. They found a way to make it work. And and we and we said they made some good changes, right? Getting rid of Al Horford, getting some more shooters like Seth Curry and and mm-hmm. I think I think Turks brought it up last season. That was kind of one of our unsung heroes for the season, Seth Curry and how well he's played for the Philadelphia Sixers. I think the personnel changes were just perfect. And I just didn't think Joel Embiid was this good. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I mean he had a fifty point game last last yesterday. I just yeah. didn't think he was this good. I, I just always, love how aggressive he's been. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like he was always like, I could always see that he could be this player, but either he wasn't in shape or this thing was happening or this thing was like, there were so many other obstacles in his way. And I feel like now maybe Doc Rivers being there just kind of like woke him up and now he's like the player he should be, you know? Great point. And another thing I feel like we have to talk, if we're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers, Tobias Harris's improvement yeah. has to yeah. be talked about, bro. This guy is looking like a fucking beast out there, man. So shout out to Doc Doc Rivers for bringing the best out of these guys, man. Uh, but anyways, I just wanna just let you know of the things you said earlier. You know, I can't just let that slide, bro. You know. No, it it was a, like uh, obviously uh, the listeners know I've literally never been wrong about anything in my life. It was it was like a little verbal typo. That's all that was. That's all that was. Yeah. Verbal typo. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> that's actually funny. That's all. That's all that was. Um, verbal moving type. on to the backcourt for the East. I personally had no issues with this. At the point guard position, it was Kyrie Irving. 
He's been fucking insane this season. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's winning basketball games. Um, and again, remember, this is the all-star voting. It is a popularity contest. So again, it doesn't surprise me that Kyrie's been there. Mm-hmm. And obviously his backcourt partner, voted in by the fans, the media, whatever else, has been Bradley Beal putting up ridiculous <laughs> stats. I guess oh, this one, God. you know, look, look, uh, there's, a, there's a scale that's winning and stats and if you're not winning your stats have got to be through the roof to get into the all-star game <laughs> and i think bradley beal fits that narrative his stats are just absolutely mm-hmm. insane so like uh, any surprises there you, any anyone else that's deserving of the spot no i, I think, mean, I think it's pretty straightforward for me ben simmons at point guard but eh, we'll get to that since they're, since they're the first seed right if you're nah. saying winning but it's not, it's not largely because of him, though. Like, he's I, good, I think, but he I think, I think you need a balance of stats and winning to be an all-star mm-hmm. starter. And whereas Bradley Beal is on one spectrum of a ton of stats, Simmons is on the other end where his stats aren't as great, but yeah. he's on a winning team. So I'm not mad at that shell, but I think Bradley Beal's stats outweigh how important Simmons is to the winning basketball of Sixers, if that That's makes fair. sense. That's fair, yeah. And if, we're, and if we're comparing this to the Doncic-Lillard situation where we said winning is more important, their stats are almost identical, right? Maybe Doncic is averaging more assists and rebounds, but percentage-wise, efficiency, Lillard's averaging 30 points on, like, insane efficiency, and he's dragging that team. So, for me, mm-hmm. that's why I think Lillard should be starting over Doncic. 100%, like, like, I agree. It's a popularity contest, right? End of the day, I feel like <clears throat> the league loves Doncic. Like, fans and everyone, you have these European fans... He's always going to get the benefit of the doubt. So, it is what it is. All right. Now, let's get into the fun part. So, we're putting in artificial predictions for the NBA reserves. So, the NBA reserves, I mean, we're recording this on the 20th. The reserves come out on the 23rd. And we kind of got together. We haven't shared with this with each other yet. But we've got together and put together our list and our official predictions of the reserves coming out later this week. So, we had some polarizing opinions on some of these, and we're going to start with the Western Conference Reserves. I think West was a bit easier to pick with the East picking up this year. East, I had trouble with the East at least, but I'll get to the West. Mm-hmm. So we had three unanimous picks, and I think there's no surprises here. Arvin's already talked about it, but our three unanimous picks is Damian Lillard. Of course, arguably should have been a starter, so he's a no-brainer, gets in to the All-Star West Reserves. And our second unanimous pick, and again, this was an absolute no-brainer. They're the best team in the league as per their record. It's Donovan Mitchell averaging 24 points a game, leading that team in scoring. No questions that these guys should have been in. Mm -hmm. And number three is Kawhi Leonard's running mate in the Clippers is Paul George. So those are our three unanimous picks. And now let's get into some of He's our... He's actually having a great season so far, bro. Yeah, five points, 50% field goal, 48% from three. He got Respect shit on last season. He's turned it yeah. around. So and he's we got to reward him for that. And I think he's for a sure. no-brainer. I think all three of these guys for sure are gonna get in. But now let's get into some of the interesting stuff. I'm gonna start off with the Utah Jazz again, right? Usually the best team in the league, on average, most times gets at least two All Stars in. So look, I told you guys right off the start, I value winning, and and I think winning teams should be rewarded. And the Utah Jazz is a team that's anchored by their defense. And it's anchored by the man in the middle, and that's Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert is on my ballot. He's on Arvin's ballot. But uh, I'm going to quote the great Nash, uh, something he told me about an hour <laughs> and a half ago. Um, 
he he left a little message for me and said, "Yo, fuck Gobert." So I'm gonna let you take it away, Nash. <laughs> and um, yo, I'll break it down. It's really simple to me. When I picture the All Star game and I see all these crazy fun players playing. I don't want to see Rudy Gobert on that court. Just, <laughs> oh I'm just saying, bro. Oh my god! Right? Um, oh, I don't know. I feel you. So, I have this one player that in my mind I replaced uh, Gobert with. I don't know if you guys have him, Salman. Do you know what I'm talking we'll about? We'll get to it. I think. Yeah, we'll get but to like it. that's the different type of player I want to see in an All Star game. <laughs> I would love to give Rudy Gobert an All Star nod, but don't have him play in the game because it's not gonna be fun to me. <laughs> All right, like but, bro, hey. bro, you're an all star. You're an all star, but you'll stay home. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay home with your family. You're, you're, yeah, you're a different type of all star. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're an all star at home. <laughs> yeah, it's like get the all star game, but sit this one out and let someone else come in. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. Weird. Yeah. That's all look, look, he's he's not all star game material, but <laughs> I think Arvin, you and I agree on this in terms of his level of production. And what, he, and what him and Donovan Mitchell have done for the Utah Jazz to get them to the number one seed, I think they both deserve. And that's the word I'm going to use. They deserve to get an all-star notice on their resume. 100%. 100%. I was watching the game against the Clippers, which they did lose. But, man, they the Jazz are a great team to watch too, bro. Like, they just look like a unit, you know. And like you said, if your team is the, has the best record in the NBA – you're at least going to have two All-Stars, and those are the two names that stick out. Although Mike Conley's been the unsung hero for them, he's not going to... He doesn't have the glitz and the glam, the goody-goody, like I said earlier, you know, to be an All-Star. So it has to be Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Mike Conley was definitely in my honorable mentions, though. I think he deserves a shout-out for how much better he's been this season compared to the last couple. We thought he was a washed player, but he's really turned around for that team. So I'm going to move on to the player I think Nash is talking about. And he's another guy that wasn't unanimously voted, but did get two votes. And he's the complete opposite player of Rudy Gobert. He's not tall. He's not quite stifling. He's a little chunky. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the man, Zion Williamson, for the oh, yeah, hell yeah. terrible, terrible New Orleans Pelicans. So look, I didn't I have them they're terrible, terrible. <laughs> they're pretty bad. <laughs> I think they're still in single-digit wins. But but here's the well, thing. Well, no, they're 12 and 17, I think. I just checked. That's pretty I had bad. to make sure they weren't that bad. Okay, okay, look, look, look. I, I, I'll speak on this first. I'll speak on this first. I'm not mad at this, right? I'm not mad. Zion's having an agreement. Zion's made for TV. That's all I'm saying, man. He's made look, for look, TV. Look. Listen, listen, this is what I have to say. We all know, we all know, the NBA has a hard-on for Zion, all right? Let's just be real, right? Mm-hmm. So if they could pick someone to up All-Star games, because... You've heard me talk about this before. We don't even need to have this All-Star game. Now it's just for money to get fans together. They're going to put Zion in. Like, let's be real. Yeah. And he's going to man. His numbers, he, he's, he, his numbers yeah. are great. His numbers are great. I think he you know what? he's like shooting 62% from the field, 25 points. Come on, bro. Like, it is what yeah. it is. You know get what, Zion I think there. you're right. Because I, I tried, again, This these are our very official predictions. So I kind of thought about who's more deserving rather than who I wanted to see. But I think mm-hmm. that's a really valid point. I think because of the conflicting opinions in this All-Star game, I think the NBA is going to do everything they can to get Zion in there. So I think that's a really good pick for that reason alone. And I'm not mad at it. He's putting up great numbers. He's putting up great Mm -hmm. numbers. So I'm not mad at it. I picked another guy that I kind of rewarded his his winning instead of his stats. I'll get to him a little bit later. Uh, But but I went with a bit of a different route. But I want to stay with the Pelicans because one of us actually picked... A second Pelican Who? to make the All Star game. Um, 
and and again, can someone bring up their record again? <clears throat> Twelve and seventeen. So they're twelve and seventeen, not not even close to making the playoffs, and and one of us has picked not one, but two Pelicans to make the All Star game, and that's the uh, Nash for some reason picked Brandon Ingram. Get the hey, fuck up, bro. bro! Brandon Ingram is fun to watch. I'm just saying, bro. he's fun to watch. These are players I want to see. His numbers aren't. His numbers are crazy too. Look, 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 not look, like look, I'm look, picking no. Aaron Baines. <laughs> Yo, no, you didn't, dude. What? I did, man. It happened. Why? I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, he, he he's averaging what, like twenty three points. He's an all star player, bro. He is, but that team's so trash. You can Zion's only getting in there just because it's Zion. Like Ingram has no business being in the all star game, in my opinion. I, I feel like I agree. If he's not, if he's not a shoe win, he's it should be an honorable mention. You know. No, no. That's I, I think okay. I'll give you an honorable mention, but for me, the second best player on a team that's not even making the playoffs. It's not even close. There's too many other better players. I in see the them more as like one A one B. They're just different styles of players, but they're both like one A one B. I don't see them as like, oh, this guy's better than the other. Sure, yeah, they're one A one B on a shitty team though. Like, I think you got to pick one already. of them. I think you got to pick one of them. I think you got to pick one of them, and I think it's pretty obvious it has to be Zion, right? Like, I'll pick Zion. Brandon Brandon Williamson. <laughs> Brandon Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Zion okay. Ingram. Yo, Z- so, Yo, Zion Ingram is actually a sick name, bro. Zion Ingram? It is. Zion yeah. Ingram? yeah. I'm going to name my kids that. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a guy that I picked instead of um, Zion. And I went with a team that's in the playoffs. Quite surprisingly, none of us had predicted them to make the playoffs. And that's the San Antonio Spurs. So Nash and I had both Ooh. gone with DeMar DeRozan. And again, his stats aren't as good as Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson uh, and, and, and even Devin Booker, some of these guys. But I think what Spurs are doing, led by DeRozan, mm-hmm. all the winning basketball they're playing, I just felt like the coaches might... And again, remember, coaches are the ones that are voting in the reserves. I just felt like the coaches are going to reward DeRozan for the level of production that he's been putting in. But again, that's one that I'm not 100% sold on, but that's one me and Nash had picked. He deserves it, man. He's been through so much. <laughs> Yo, shout out to DeRozan, man. No, honestly though, yeah. like shout out to DeRozan, bro. You know what? Fuck yeah, I'm happy. I'd be him. really happy for him. I'd be really I'd be happy so happy for him. If he makes it, and and I think there's a real possibility. I think there's a very real possibility he makes it. Like I, so I, my list, I had Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, AD, Paul George, Zion, CP3, and Gobert. If there's anybody I would take off that list to put. Oh, that's tough, bro. I don't know. I, I feel like AD is gonna make it just because the Lakers are hey, number one I, seed. He's hey, kind of I, injured. I didn't put, okay, so, I didn't put AD wait, wait, in my wait, list. Wait, wait. Let's talk about injured. AD. So let's talk about yeah. AD. Let's talk about AD, right? Because because I want to bring that up right now. Because AD, both Arvin and I have him on our list, and Nash doesn't. Which I thought initially was I was really surprised by that. I thought AD was gonna be one of our unanimous picks, and then I started looking into Anthony Davis a little bit more. And he is not putting up the numbers that we all expected him to put up. He's only averaging about 8 points. He's only averaging about 22 points per game. Significantly lower than his averages that we expect to put him up. And Nash, look, look, Arvin, to answer your question, if you're going to consider who you want to take out of this list, it actually might have to be AD. The level I of think it would be AD. is not deserving. Yeah. It's just, I feel like, once again, you know, just Crazy because they're the Lakers... They're the second best team in the West. AD's just kind of getting because he has that name too. I think the coaches might just kind of vote him in. But like, yeah. you know, I'd be I'd be happy to see DeRozan instead of that in, instead of AD. Hundred percent. I think that would be great. But I just I just don't see AD being taken off though, bro. They're gonna well, say it's AD. It's AD. AD's injured. So when I picked my list, 
if I had to redo it and AD was healthy, I would put AD over Brandon Ingram. But because I feel okay. like AD is going to miss yeah. it, I picked his replacement player in a way. Okay, okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. So there's one spot left. And again, this is not a unanimous pick, but it was a unanimous team. And that's the Phoenix Suns, mm. except we've gone different routes. Uh, and, and I was really interested to talk about this one because Arvin and I both went for Chris Paul, but Nash picked his running mate in the backcourt with Devin Booker. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hard believer that the best player on the team should make it, not the one averaging the most points. And the same way Chris Paul turned around OKC last season and made it into the All-Star game, and the way he's turned around the Phoenix Suns this season, got him into the playoff running, and averaging better stats than he did last season. He's averaging <coughs> even better stats. Uh, to me, he's the best player. He should get in over Devin Booker. So let me start here. <coughs> oh, I'm no. a little bit petty, all right? So I drafted DeAndre Aiden in fantasy, and <laughs> from what I've seen, Chris Paul has shown no love to DeAndre Aiden. I picked this guy 20th overall, 19th overall, and this guy can barely average more than, like, 10, 15 points. And that's because Chris Paul is a little bitch, and that's why I picked Devin Booker. Oh, my God. That is literally oh, the only God. reason. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, you know, like, right. I was thinking I was getting excited because I thought we were going to have like a heated yeah, back thought, and thought... forth and why Booker averaging 24 points per game and oh, CP3. That... No, okay. Right. I, th- I thought Nash was going to pull out like advanced statistics and be like his efficiency, nah. his effective field goal percentage. He's like, nah, he's a bitch. He's not feeling dehydrated the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like, like Booker and Paul are were really close for me overall. And even if I did, wasn't petty about Chris Paul being a little bitch, uh, I might have still went with Booker. I just feel like he's, it's it's Devin Booker. I feel like he's nah, nah, nah. So. <laughs> nah, you're still mad that he's being a, he's being a little bitch. Like, <laughs> don't even try to rationalize. I might be. I might be. I might Look, be. here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Booker didn't technically make it into the All Star game last season. He was a replacement for I think Clay Thompson or someone that got injured. So he he made it as a replacement, and this season he's averaging worse numbers than he did last season. So mm-hmm. and Chris Paul has a good rep with the coaches. They know how valuable he is. So. Uh, there's one thing on who deserves to get in, and there's another part of me that says, based on what's happened before, I think, I predict, Chris Paul is the one that's going to be voted in by the coaches. So, eh, let's see. But I mean, that, I that was my agree there. that was that was my thought process too. The coaches are definitely going to pick a guy that has made such a big impact on the team. Yeah, and man, can Steve we Kerr, just take? You think Steve Kerr is going to pick Chris Paul? <laughs> Steve Kerr, I don't know. Steve Kerr is going to pick like who's he going to pick? Juan kind of Anderson or some shit. I don't know. Like, I but, brought up that, that, that meme where Chris Paul's, like, waving at him. And then he's like, fuck Waving at him? No. I don't think but most man, like, coaches like him. Can we, can we just take a moment to appreciate CP3, though, bro? This guy's a fucking beast, bro. Wins. He's 35. He just, 30, 30, he just wins, bro. It's crazy. Like, I thought, like, I always thought the Suns were going to be good. But I didn't expect them to be this good, bro. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, wow. This guy came it's, in and just single-handedly changed the team. It's fucking dude, crazy. Chris Paul, it's crazy how, like... You can have a really good center on your team, but not give him the ball at oh, all. It fascinates God. me. It's That's really fascinating. Go. He's the number one overall pick. And, like, you know, you like, I, I'm going to stop there. No, maybe it's, maybe it's an Aiden problem, bro. Maybe Aiden's not, like, you know. I've, ne- I've never been a big fan of Aiden, by the way. I've, I've always thought he's kind of overrated. He's just a big yeah. body the whole time, but whatever. Whatever. You picked him early. That's you, bro. That's yeah. you. I could have picked Paul George. He was he was the player after, Ooh. but I picked DeAndre. All right, so there you have it. Those are our West picks. I mean, we're gonna follow up with this list next week. See who our winner is gonna be. But 
I mean, before we do that, let's move on to the east. And similar to the west, we only have just three unanimous picks. And I was honestly a little surprised that one of these names is unanimous, but I'll start with the more obvious one. It's James Harden. Look, James Harden's stats are just absolutely insane. His stats, you know, somehow got a little better when he got to the mm-hmm. Nets. His shooting percentages got up. His stats, uh, sorry, his assists per game went up. His steals went up. So, look, let's as much as we kind of want to shit on Harden and blah, 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 he deserves to make it, right? There's no objections there. 100% no. Yeah. If anything, I feel like he, I, I didn't think he would be the one to take the biggest step back in terms of like his game, but that has resulted in such an overall game from him. I love to watch Harden play now. He's yeah. a big reason they're winning. He's probably one top five point guard in the league in terms of just like passing at this point. Like he's such an elite passer. He does so much for that team. Shout out to James Harden. He wanted that trade, and now he's doing everything to make it work. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. We, because we said uh, when this trade happened, it's like who's gonna be the guy who takes a step back, and we all said Kyrie would never be that guy. Well, yeah. well, Harden's kind of set his ego aside and t- told Kyrie, "Here, you you score thirty a game, and I'll, I'll get you the ball." So I, I love to ball. see that he should be rewarded. Um, and, and no question, he's in another guy who's made it unanimous between us three. It's a guy we talk about a lot. We love to watch him play. Um, he's put Indiana on the map got them winning basketball games it's Sabonis averaging like 21 and 11 or something Mm -hmm. I think that's no question he absolutely deserves to get in he's been the best player on that team Oladipo's gone and they're still winning basketball games so you know Indiana needs an all-star and it's a no-brainer it's gotta be him right and our last unanimous pick is a team that's not really winning as much but we've picked him anyways because he's his numbers are just too good to pass up on and that's actually Zach Levine. Zach Levine was a unanimous pick between all three of us, which I was honestly a wow. little surprised by. Because yeah. I, I flipped with him. I, I flipped with him and one other player that I want to talk about, but I just thought his stats are too good to pass up on. Wait, 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 wait. You guys were actually surprised with Zach Levine being in the All-Star game? Man's it's been on a record. fucking tear, though, His stats bro. are it's insane, of the though, record. Yeah. They're in, He's averaging, what, 29 points, like 51% from the field, 42% from three. Like, that's elite level scoring, bro. He's the only reason the Bulls are relevant. Like, he yeah. has to make the All Star game. He's a definition of an All Star. Like, he's he's okay. Bro, I just un- looked at his stats. That's insane. Yeah, the stats insane, are insane, bro. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. There was one other guy that I debated putting over him that you guys have that I don't, and that's actually Jason Tatum. Yeah. So I I I initially had Tatum on my list, um, but I didn't want to give the Celtics. And this is a little sneak peek as well. I don't want to give the Celtics two All-Stars. Mm. So I, I, I put Levine, who had better stats over Celtics, who were actually kind of underperforming. So, yeah. look, I'm not mad at it. Um, I kind of flipped with him because, again, it's that balance between stats and winning. But, look, Levine gets in, and, and I really do think he's going to get in. His numbers are just too good. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the Celtics, right? Both of you guys had Tatum. And I actually put in Jalen Brown instead. I just think, and, and Nash has Jalen Brown as well. I think, Arvin, you do not. I just no. I just think Jalen Brown, the step up he's taken has been so it. massive. He's been yeah. taking that game-winning shots. He's hit game-winners this year, and he's the best defender on that team. And that's why I think he deserved to get in. Uh, both you, you guys had both um, Jason Tatum as well. Nash had both Tatum and Brown. I just thought Celtics didn't deserve two All-Stars, and I had a tough time picking between them. I just thought Jalen Brown, because he took such a big step up, 
and he takes the challenge of guarding the best player, I I gave Brown the slight edge, though I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I I had the same reasoning as you, Sal. I I would have actually liked to pick Jalen Brown, but I think Tatum's gonna get it just because he's the flashier name. And you like okay, Jalen Brown took a huge step up and he's arguably they're one A one B for sure. I think they're like a true one A one B where you can't really pick who's better. But I just thought, you know, you can't have two Celtics All-Stars because their record's not that great. So that's why I picked Tatum. But I wouldn't be mad if, if Jalen Brown got him. He's been un- I mean, un- unbelievable. I understand that logic. But at the same time, like, I looked at their stats, man. Like, Jalen Brown's numbers are pretty much the same efficiency and everything. Like, Zach Levine's just averaging, like, two or three points less per game. And, uh, yeah. like, yeah, like, obviously Tatum had that one little period of time where he was out. And Jalen Brown was, like, carrying the team. And obviously they're not winning as much as you would expect them to. But I feel like in a normal season, if Kemba Walker is healthy, Marcus Smart is healthy, they're higher in the East. So um, I feel like those two were like, I didn't even like bat an eye. Like I wasn't even thinking too hard. I was like, yeah, come on. Tatum and Brown, easy. Personally, I, I just had some other guys in there. I, 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 I struggled between Tatum and Levine. Those are the two guys I kind of went back and forth with. And I just thought, like Arvin mentioned, two All-Stars for Celtics just wasn't deserved. So let's split the love in a little bit. But there's one guy. Yeah, he's been my favorite player to watch this season, and uh, uh, he was actually over all the players we just mentioned. He was my first ballot pick for the East reserves, and Arvin doesn't have him. And he's putting up <laughs> Anthony Davis. Yeah, you do, you do. And he's putting up Anthony Davis esque oh, yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. My guy, my hold up, I'm gonna put up his stats right now. He's averaging 23 points per game, 11 rebounds, six assists, and the most remarkable thing at all. He's shooting 50% from the field and 41% from three. These are serious Anthony Davis. Arvin, who is this? Averaging. It's Julius Randle for the New York Knicks who's in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good pick. 23-11-6. And the biggest improvement he's made this season has that three-point shooting, right? He's <clears throat> upped his attempts and shooting 41% from three. I can't believe how good he has this been this season. And again, Knicks are in the playoffs. So to me... Like, that was the guy I had to get in. I just think, mm-hmm. especially being from New York and what he's done for that team, he just had to be in for me. Look, that's a great pick, but I just feel like... Like, that name kind of crossed my head. It's just... I feel like he's going to be one of those... You know those talked-about snubs where everyone goes crazy? That, oh my God, I can't believe this it's guy possible. got snubbed. It's possible. I think yeah. he... Because New York, they have been historically terrible, and now they're slowly creeping back into the playoffs. I don't think the coaches are going to reward him right away. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they look at that New York team and be like, you know what? Yeah, Julius Randle has to be an all-star. Because this is all very, very new, right? He's only kind of blossomed in the first half of this season. While there are a lot of other players on this, the other players that I had, they've been kind of doing it more. And I think if the New York Knicks do this the next season and Julius Randle has the same numbers, Julius Randle becomes an all-star. But I feel like this year is going to be one of those talked about, everyone's going to have it on Instagram and Twitter where like, oh, I can't believe Julius Randle got snubbed. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. a notable snub this year. That's what I think. Okay, so let's talk about Julius Randle's replacement. So instead of Randle, uh, we got two other centers on the team. Uh, you have both of these guys, but me and Nash have gone opposite directions and picked one of each. right? So instead of Randle, you've picked both Vucevic and Adebayo. Yeah. So I actually snubbed Bam and instead went with Vucevic, whereas Nash went the other way and picked Adebayo. And and I and I kind of struggled with this one as well because both of them, both of those teams, Magic and Heat, not in the playoffs, right? They're both both severely underperforming. The way and I'm gonna give you quickly my justification on this. 
<clears throat> Heat are doing worse than they're supposed to be doing, right? That's how I look at it. Heat should not be this bad. Magic, on the other hand, are kind of doing exactly what we're expected doing, even though they're going through all these injuries. Actually, I thought they'd be even worse, given how many injuries they're going through. They literally don't have a point guard on their team. Like Everyone's yeah. getting injured. So what uh-huh. Vucevic has done to at least keep them afloat, I just think has been so impressive. His numbers are obviously better than Bam's naturally. Bro, Vucevic's numbers are like almost god tier, bro. He's averaging like 24 points, 40 from three, 40, 41% from three. But you have a fantasy, almost right? 50, bro, yeah. on... Fucking believable, bro. You tra- you trying to trade? Trying to make a trade, bro? Yeah. Yo, fantasy bias is real, though, eh? Like I see Mike I, will, Zion, I was like, yo, I have to have him on the team. I don't, move. <laughs> I don't give a I, shit. I had Zion, I had Zion too, but like, yo, if you're trying to swing a trade, send that, bro. What do you Mash. want? What, no, we'll talk. But we'll talk. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. You want you want an injured Christian Wood? <laughs> yo, yo, give me uh, give me uh, give me uh, Aiton and someone else. Don, down, take Aiden, bro. Fucking yeah. give me eight, give me head. Aiden and Doncic. That's a fair trade. Right, okay, right. okay, right, right. right. All right, right, right. <laughs> to, yo, look, going back to Vucevic and Adebayo. To me, it's as simple as this: they're both not in the playoffs. I just rewarded the guy with better stats. Vucevic's stats are unreal. Twenty-four, eleven. Kind of. I mean, look, he's actually averaging almost exact same numbers that Julius Randle is. So mm-hmm. to me, it's, if if Randle's getting in because of stats, then Vucevic had to as well. So it was as simple as that. Like I'll I'll go to the Bam pick because I know like you said Miami's not doing as well as they are, but because this is a coach's pick, I feel like Miami have they've been doing well now because Jimmy Butler's back. Ever mm. since Jimmy's been back, they've been doing well. That team Jimmy. was hit with this, this whole COVID shit. Tyler Hero wasn't playing for like the first two weeks. Jimmy wasn't playing for the first two weeks. They were playing Struss and all these random ass guys like Kendrick Nunn and okay, Kendrick Nunn's not random, but just random yeah. people. So now they're gonna reward that team because they've been doing well now. I like Jimmy Butler was one for me where I would have put Jimmy instead of Bam, but Jimmy just came back. I right? agree. So that's why. Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me healthy. to put him in. If he was healthy, Jimmy would be in, no problem. That's why I think they're gonna reward a Miami player and put Bam in. Yeah, I can see I just it. Feel like I can see it. Bam is just like, didn't he win the uh, skills challenge last year? He did. He did. He did. Right. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, obviously, he's not like super flashy or anything, but he's just so well, te- like, multifaceted in his skill set and. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he deserves it. He's one of those players now. I think those you three front court guys care. between Randall, Adebayo, and Vucevic, it's it's going to be a toss-up. Unfortunately, not all three are going to get in because Sabonis is a shoe-in. So it's going to be a tough battle. We're going to have to see which of those two of the two of the three Listen, guys man, come in. All I'm saying is Nikola, Nikola Vucevic has to get in, bro. He has to get in this year. You know what's funny? To. I... I went through some like rankings from different like websites, like just try to like jog my memory up for what I was gonna pick. And a lot of people don't have Vucevic and they don't have Sabonis in their picks. They don't have Sabonis. They don't yeah. have Sabonis. He's more like yeah, an honorable mention. Randall. Randall is the one that's been because he's he plays for New York, so it, yeah. it's a name that people know. But Sabonis is not a name that people people don't, people don't watch the Pacers and people don't watch the Magic either. So realistically, just based off name value. Uh, I predict Randall and Adebayo, even though it's not my picks, I think Randall and Adebayo are the two two big men that'll get in. Are those all the picks for these? We got one more. We got one more. Okay. One more differing okay. opinion. And that is a guard position. And we've gone kind of different ways here. Me and Arvin mm-hmm. have rewarded stats, whereas for some reason, now Dash has changed his whole methodology and gone with a winner instead. And Arvin I like, and I, like I have gone switch. with Trey Young. 
Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks are a totally different team this season. I know they've been on a bit of a regression, but they're in the playoffs, and his stats are obviously crazy. But Nash actually went with Chris Middleton, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. But I just don't think with how Milwaukee's playing this season, they deserve mm-hmm. two All-Stars. I think I'm going to keep coming back to that. I just don't think they deserve two All-Stars. What I will say is I'll just break it down pretty easy. Like When I see a player that's basically 50-40-90 or close to it, that guy has to be an All-Star. Like He's 51 89 He's literally That's like, a good rationalization. I'm not so mad at that. Efi- so efficient there. And sure, he's not averaging, he's averaging, what, 20 points a game, which is nothing, you know, doesn't like stand out or anything. But like, when you have that kind of efficiency, it's hard not to reward that. So that's what I look at it. I, I just feel like, once again, the, see, the thing with the standings this year, it's so, it's so close, right? And all these teams has COVID restrictions, so a lot of people missing. So that's why... Okay, for example, if this was any other season, I wouldn't give Trey Young an all-star nod because they're like 11th or something. But this year, his stats are there. They've had runs where they've been in the top, they've been in the playoff hunt, and now they're not, right? So it's going to keep fluctuating, but you've got to reward a guy who's putting up numbers like that. Like, he's been on a tear. His efficiency, honestly, hasn't been that great, but Trey Young's box office. It's like a Doncic thing. He, yeah. He's the Doncic yeah. of the East for me. Like, the, the numbers are great. They're just out of the playoffs. But he's fun to watch. He puts up godly yeah. numbers. Um, young guy. So, look, I'm not, I'm not mad at that pick. And another guy I just want to bring up really quickly, we already talked about him a little bit, is, is Ben Simmons. Look, they're the number one team on the East. And, and one thing we can't argue right now is he has somehow, I mean, he's already been a good defender. He's become the best perimeter defender in the league. It's a big part of their success. And, and he is someone who should be rewarded. He's made the All-Star games previously, and there's a good chance he makes it again, just the fact that them being the uh, first seed in the East. I just think with a lot of these other guys taking such a big step up, it's going to be tough for him to get in in the guard position. I, I think he will get in. I just don't want to pick him. Yeah. He, yeah, they're, yeah. They're the best team in the yeah. league. <laughs> Same. They need I don't want to pick him. Fuck, fuck if, if, I, <laughs> if I pick two players off the Pelicans, there has to be two players off the Sixers, right? That logical yeah. stand, so. But Fair. listen, listen. I feel like I genuinely believe this. I'm not even just trying to shit on Simmons. If there has to be a second all-star selection from Philly, it has to be Tobias Harris. It has to be. That will never happen, but I can see why you would say that. You know? I can see why you I can see why <laughs> you can say that, but but it's it's it goes back to the whole Chris Paul, Devin Booker thing. I just and I think it's very evident, most people would agree that Ben Simmons is is a bigger part of a reason of their success, even though his stats don't show it. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, he, he's going to get more votes. He's going to get more votes. No, but those... see, the thing, the thing with the thing with Harris though, he's also a two-way player. It's not like he's just this off like guy who plays offense and doesn't play defense. And I understand. Okay, Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders now, and Doc Rivers has bought that out of him. But other than that, like he hasn't been like a revelation, whereas Tobias Harris has. Tobias Harris is averaging like what? Like 21 points off like 50% field goal percentage, bro. Like that's crazy. And he's the big reason that the Philadelphia team are doing so well because this production wasn't there last year. Right? So if anybody has to be rewarded, it has to be Tobias Harris in my opinion, bro. Come on. If you're tr- I, if you're trying to be an all-star in this league, you have to be able to make a three-pointer. Or at least yeah. attempt them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. that's... Yeah. That's not that. necessarily. That's not that. I'm not. I'm gonna disagree with that because then we can get into the whole Giannis and Rudy Gobert and all this these guys. This guy's like a guard. 
No, see, the, I think I think the only reason Ben Simmons gets into the All Star game is because Kendall Jenner has some pull with the NBA because the Kardashian family is fucking crazy. I just I just think his stats overall because <laughs> they look Booker. better. Like even though his All points facts. are less, his his stat line is is actually a really impressive stat line. So people will look at that and probably push for him over Tobias Harris. The only average is like two points less, but the eight assists is it's quite impressive. His his point production for the team being significantly higher and also guarding the best player on the team. I just think he's doing so much where um, it's going to be tough for people to justify Tobias Harris getting in. I think if there's an injury, I think if there's, and I agree with Nash, I think Ben Simmons does realistically make it in, maybe over a guy like Zach Levine. But if there's like an injury or something, I can see the Sixers making a third All-Star. They they could potentially have three All Stars in this game. Listen, bro. I, if 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 Ben Simmons makes it over Zach Levine, I'm fucking going on a strike, bro. I'm bombarding the. <laughs> fuck that, bro. Are, are you telling me you're gonna take you're gonna pick Ben Simmons over Zach Levine right now? That's fucking crazy. Fuck that. Sorry, Nash. I had it's to it's one of those things where Chris Bosh was making the All Star game, averaging 16 points a game and eight rebounds. It, it it's mm. it's one of those type of things. It's it's. But Atlanta Hawks getting like four All Stars that one season when Kyle that was, that was ridiculous. That was a stupid. Game. That I'm, was stupid. I'm not that saying was stupid. I'm not saying I, I agree with this. I'm just I I'm just saying don't be surprised if this yeah. happens. Don't yeah, be surprised. That, yeah, of the, course. The like, league I don't awards that, winning but... above all else. They really yeah. award winning. Bradley Beal didn't make the All Star game last season. Remember that he was averaging 35 points a game. Yeah, so, like I don't. Which was, I, Zach, I, yeah. Zach Levine's in that boat that Bradley Beal was in last season. Yeah, like I'd argue oh, that fuck. if there was an injury, there would be a Raptors player picked before there would be a third Phillies player picked. Good point. I, I, like, I, I agree, agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I think Bradley would get make it. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to put him in here, but uh, I just, well, I just can't. I think, I think if a guard is required, they will probably go with Levine or Van Vliet, again, depending on how they want to decide on those no, metrics. No. L- Levine's making it. Levine's making it, bro. You're tripping. No, Don't no, bring no, this I, negative energy, Sal. Shit. It's not, it's not, it, it's, it's <laughs> not what I... Look, I pick Levine. I'm just saying, like, what do I think is going to happen, right? So I think if a guard is required, yeah. it's going to be a toss-up between Van Vliet, who's been awesome, and, and a team yeah. that's now in the playoffs. Or if it's if it's I think if it's a front court position again it's gonna be a tough decision I think you pick either a third third uh, sicker or you go with one of those guys we previously mentioned if Vucevic gets snubbed or if Randall gets snubbed if one of those guys gets snubbed I think they get in too so mm-hmm. the front front court was tough this year for this uh, East man front front court was tough there's a lot of good front court players in the East I agree yeah yeah honestly if you look at the standings like the Raptors are sixth right now Raptors are two games out of third five games out of first so like this is a team that is kind of winning now and yet we don't have a representative but the player teams above us and below us have representatives i I think it's because well i think a lot of it has to do with the raptors have had shared wealth throughout the season start of the season van vliet was really playing well kyle larry has been consistent when he's healthy and Mm -hmm. siakam has really picked up this season so there uh, there hasn't been that one guy you know, one yeah. guy that's been clear cut, been the best player every single game, which is a which is a great thing, by the way. Like that's a good problem to have. It just unfortunately doesn't reward all star appearances. And that's yeah. that's all there is to it. It's kind of like that season, like you mentioned, the Atlanta Hawks having four players. If we were like far and away the best record in the league, you could argue like we'd get a couple guys. We could have had players. Larry Van Vliet and Siakam if we were the first seed. That's probably what yeah. it would have happened. And it's Utah Watanabe for contesting that shot. Facts. We uh, love honorable mention. Oh, honorable dude. Mention Utah Anthony Watanabe. Edwards should be in the dunk contest, and I and he should bring out Utah Watanabe as a prop. He's already done that. He's already done that. Why? Why do that to him again? Yeah. Shit. He's already made it. Basically, out. what happened? Bring That's out two of them. I dunked Jesus on one. I'll dunk on two. Yeah, that so dunk sad. is still nasty, bro. You know, Utah, if you're listening to this, man, like 
If you need to talk, I'll link you my number, man. We'll talk about it. Yo, come okay. come on our podcast, bro. You can air, air it out, bro. We got your we back, know bro. All we respect about, you for what you do. We know all about our field session. If you want to have a field session, this is the spot to be at. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a separate segment for you. No worries. Anyways, uh, we're going to call this podcast here. Uh, if you guys like what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram at 3MenZone. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music and Spotify. And you can even uh, go on Twitter and uh, follow us on there as well, 3MenZone. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Shout out to Norman Powell, by the way. I can't believe we haven't bought him up. But anyways, bye. Bye. <laughs>